Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Rev here coming to you from my home because we're not recording this weekend as I mentioned before we're taking our kind of summer break and so we have recorded all of these one page RPGs in advance hopefully you have as much fun listening to them as we had recording them uh, because it's just always a good time when we get to sit around play something and not have to worry so much about like oh what happened three years ago and oh am I remembering this plot point correctly and you know we just get to sit and relax and play a game so it was a good time a few things before we get into the episode first we want to announce the winners from the crit show creations contest uh, that we did to celebrate our four-year anniversary I've said this before and I'll say it again I'm so glad that we draw these at random because it would have been so difficult to pick winners Uh, So our four winners are Ben Markley, who created a one-page RPG based around the camera crew that follows around the IPT gang, documenting them in a (laughs) The Office-like scenario. Penguins, who did a oil painting of Jake and Danny doing research at the castle. Anna Laub, who did a short story of when Tass got the ability to turn into a dog and never really got to use it. Uh, So they wrote a short story about a little gap of time when Tass realized he could turn into a dog right before the events of the Verkalakis kicked in, so he gets a little dog adventure. And then lastly, Grape Fago on Twitter, who did some fan art of Megan. So congratulations to all of you. We'll be reaching out to you to get your addresses so we can send you just a big old box of joy. Uh, And thank you to everyone who entered into the Crit Show Creations contest. We'll be sharing more of these entries as the weeks go on. There were amazing entries all around, and it covered all kinds of different areas. We had writing, we had papercraft, we had hand-painted art, we had physical products made. It was just, it was wild. It was amazing. And then also, I wanted to let you know that if you are headed to Gen Con and you would like to come to our meetup at the Indiana Repertory Theater, 
It is going to be on the Saturday of Gen Con, which is August the 6th, and it's going to be from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, the Indiana Repertory Theater is right across the street from Gen Con. You do not have to have a Gen Con ticket to attend our meetup and our live show, but you do have to RSVP at our website. Um, so if you would like to join us at Gen Con, you can go to the thecritshowpodcast.com slash Gen Con to RSVP. Uh, and we will be following the same guidelines regarding masks and vaccinations as Gen Con. Uh, those things may change as the event gets closer, but right now we are following their requirements. And lastly, just thank you to everyone who joined us for our four-year anniversary stream. We had so much fun playing the playbooks that Tass had created for us. If you missed it and want to give it a watch, uh, it'll be up on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash thecritshow for the next, uh, I think it's like 10 days at last. But then we'll move it over to our YouTube page so you can find it there. Uh, to give it a view, we had so much fun uh, playing in what Task called the other side of the other coin or the other other side of the coin. One of those two, I can't recall off the top of my head. Anyway, with that, enjoy the episode. Hey, do you guys want to play? You guys want to play RPG? Hey, what is this? Why can you define the term? Uh, no, I have no idea what it stands for, actually. Rocket-propelled grenades? Let's do it! I love agreeing to things that I don't understand. I'm ready. I'm ready for action. Uh, awesome. Well, Tass, why don't you go ahead and roll me a uh, d6? I've got a color selection here. I'm going to go uh, with a blue one. I don't know why. This feels like the one I need. One! Uh, give me another one. <laughs> uh, that's bad. Do another one. <laughs> okay, going purple this time. Six! Damn. I don't know if these are if rolling high is good or low. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just like that you hit both ends. Yeah, good call. Yeah, give me another one. Oh, geez, Louise. Four. That was a gold die. And one more. Oh, boy. We're going to go Ooh, be, green. Be a three. Please be a three. Perfectly balanced. One again. Damn it. Cool. <laughs> Jake, hit me with a D6. Okay. Two. Another one? One. Another one. Five. <laughs> She's she's so evil over there. I'm so excited. One more. Three. All right, Kim. Six. Two. One. One more. Four. Awesome. Okay, this is great. Actually, I changed my mind. I don't want to play a game. Do you guys want to watch a movie? Let's watch some TV. Let's watch some TV instead. Okay. I'm going to get the TV. Okay, you guys stay here. I'm going to I'm going to wheel in the cart and we're going to have TV day. Hold on, just, okay, I'm just moving the cart, wheeling it into, uh, here, okay. I know you guys can't see the TV, because this is, I'm in front of it, but I'm just changing the channel. Welcome back to So You Wanna Be a Mothman! Here we are with our last three contestants to find out who is going to be the new Mothman. I am your moth master, moth mistress, moth ma'am, Megan Matheson. <laughs> <laughs> your host for this annual game show. Now we're going to find out who's going to be the Mothman for the next year. Who of our three contestants is going to make it to the end of the show? Who is going to get their hands on the great lamp of Point Pleasant and become the famous cryptid? Up first, carrying around his signature cool rock... The unusually small, sad, angry, what's your name again? Patrick Powderwing. <laughs> Patrick Powderwing. Yeah, so uh, the stats that I had you roll before uh-huh. determined your looks, trait, flaw, and shiny. So you are unusually small, sad, angry, 
and uh, carry around a cool rock. Awesome. I love it. What What's my character? <laughs> I like that because it's like the cool rock is like just your dice. It, yep. Yep. <laughs> always, yep. 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 Always has a cool rock. Absolutely correct. Patrick Powderwing, what do you have to say to the folks at home? Uh, I don't think I have much chance, but <laughs> but I'm sure going to try. And if I don't get it, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> All right. Great start. Our next contestant sporting his classy wristwatch, <laughs> uh, the brave uppity purple. What's your name again? That's what they call me. Just purple. (laughs) (laughs) Purple, what do you have to say to all the folks at home watching? I'm about to execute my competition and be the definitive Mothman. (laughs) No. What time is it? I tap my wristwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Time to declare a new god king of the Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And lastly, wearing glasses even though they don't need them. <laughs> and carrying around a souvenir keychain, we have the strong, the greedy. What is your name again? Pepper Silk Dust. All right. And Pepper, what do you have to say to everybody watching, wondering who's going to be the next cryptid of Point Pleasant? I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to be the next moth, ma'am. Well, as we all know, we've got the last three levels before we determine who the winner is. So let's get into it. For your first challenge, we're coming up to the Blueberry Festival. You're going to have to find three important people in this crowd and deliver an omen. So for your first task, we're going to go to the Great Blueberry Festival, and each one of you is going to get a significant person that you need to track down and deliver an omen of bad fortune. So before we begin, you each have three stats, terror, tough, and think. Terror is going to be using your big red eyes and spooky wings to intimidate others. Tough is how resilient you are. And think is how good you are at scheming and being shifty. So each one of those stats assign one through three. I've picked three for all. Nope. Oh. One, two, and three. Oh. I'll take everybody's threes then. (laughs) Okay, uh, twos. What did I say about this? About I'm not here to make friends. (laughs) So one, two, and three to each of those three stats. And that is the number of D6s you are going to roll if you use that method. I have three tough, two think, one terror. I think the glasses kind of get in the way of the red eyes a little bit. If only you'd gotten some like Coke bottle glasses that really like magnified the red eyes. Oh, that's a really good idea. I'm thinking three terror, one tough, two think. I'm doing three tough, two terror, one think. All right. And don't forget, each of you begins this journey with one orb. This orb can be used once at any point during the game to guarantee an action success. Once the orb has been used, it fades away. Awesome. All right. So the three of you are... Brought off the game stage, we are outside in the trees on the outskirts of the Blueberry Festival. Patrick Powderwing, you have been assigned the town dentist. Purple, you have to find the mayor. And Pepper Silk Dust, you have to find the school teacher. Each of you needs to find your person in the Blueberry Festival and deliver a dark omen. So let's start with Patrick Powderwing. How are you finding your person and what method are you using to deliver your omen? Well, 
I certainly think that the dentist here absolutely keeps uh, his teeth the absolute cleanest as sort of a, you know, th- this is how I get people to come in because they see I have the cleanest teeth ever. So I am looking for the person with the absolute cleanest teeth, and then I'll know it, that's the dentist. So I'm going to fly around people's faces so that they, you know, talk or, or cry out or spit or something to get rid of my dusty, dusty wings so I can get a good look at their teeth. Now, <laughs> now wait. Out, outside of the fiction, are we just regular-sized moths? Because I've been picturing <laughs> us as human-sized Me so too. far. And I love the visual of a human-sized moth flying around so that people <laughs> will react to the dust uh-huh. and not to the human-sized moth flying around. Or are we, only, are we only little and then we become big when we become the Mothman? How does this work? <laughs> yeah. How big are we? Um, I think you're, you know, you're various sizes. I think you're bigger than normal moths. However, Patrick Powderwing is unusually small. Yeah. Okay. But still in the ballpark of moth sized, not person sized. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just that's just going to change things. I was going to go like grab people by their lapels and threaten them. But hey, you that's... could be bigger. <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's great if you're all various sizes of so... moth. But once you become the moth man, that takes on the look like the cryptid itself always kind of has a consistent you know look to drawing yeah. but i've seen some drawings where mothman himself is very cute and small and adorable so okay. i think it can vary so we're so we're somewhere between dime size <laughs> and seven feet tall <laughs> yeah. yeah you tell me okay i'm unusually small yeah you you do your thing i need to th- i need to think on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm just trying to i'm just trying to gum up some gums here okay <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, if you're trying to like scare people, are you thinking this is more like a terror thing or is this a thing because you're doing it kind of systematically? I mean, I am using terror to try to see what they're doing, but honestly, I mean, this is this is my worst stat, but I, I think the idea is for me to investigate here. That's like what I'm actually in the process of. So I think it's think, unfortunately. Okay, and what number do you have to think? I, I have a two. All right, so you're going to roll 2d6. Okay. And you're not adding them together. You're just using the highest rolled number. So I have to beat that number? Nope. Oh, so what do I have to get? What What is the highest number you rolled? Four. A four. Okay, so you pulled it off, apparently. <laughs> okay. Is is what that means. Uh, when you roll dice in this game, your action success depends on how high your highest die rolled. So on a three or less, you fail. On a four, you pulled it off, apparently. On a five, good work. You did the thing. And on a six, you're super cool. Everything went perfectly. Nice. Okay, so I've so I've discovered the dentist. Yeah, I think you are making your way through this festival. There's a lot of people here, yeah. and they're like eating blueberry pies. And are you okay, Jake? I'm just imagining like people are opening their mouths to eat a blueberry pie, and then a moth dusts them, and it's like big league chew in their <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that. Yeah, and you're going around and you you find the dentist uh hanging out by the the pie eating contest um because they're checking people's teeth as they finish to make sure they don't have little pieces of blueberry skin uh stuck in their teeth. Nice. Okay. So it it takes a second because you're trying to uh trying to get in there and like get in his face, but he's looking at other things. But you are able to like see what he's doing and be like, all right, this guy's got really nice teeth and he's checking other people's teeth. That that seems like a dentist thing to do. 
So what is your omen of bad fortune? Okay, so, you know, this is one of those big stages, like big tall stages so that the crowd can see the contestants, right? Yes. Um, but they just sort of put this together ramshackle. So all that they actually have is like a couple of, of boards that they set up from the ground to walk up to get onto the stage. Um, so what I want to do, I want to honor the Mothman. And as the dentist is walking up those boards to get onto the stage to check the next person, I want to flutter just above them and lock eyes and glare my red, red eyes so that he stops on these weak planks for long enough that they start to shake and shudder and and break, spilling him, well, not into a river, but onto the ground, certainly. Yeah, you float up in front of him and... He, he sees you. He You lock eyes with him and it is red and scary and it's much smaller than he would have ever expected if he happened to see Mothman. But he does <laughs> see a very scary moth and breaks through the stair and you can hear him go, the moth, as he like falls through the stairs. Yeah, that's right. Idiot. And I throw my rock at him. Your cool rock? Yep. <laughs> Hi. I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. All right, Purple. Yeah? Your target is the mayor. Yeah. How are you going about this? Well, the mayor's in charge, so I'm going to float above the crowd, and I'm going to move my wrist so that I reflect the light off my wristwatch into everybody's faces until they all complain, and then the (laughs) mayor's going to come yell at me. And that's how I'll find the mayor. Okay, so do you think this is think as well? No, I think this is terror. Terror? (laughs) I'm terrorizing them with reflections. (laughs) I mean, only because they don't understand how fabulous this watch is and how blessed they are to even get to look upon it in the first place. But to them, it's terror. That's fair. All right, yeah. Go ahead and roll a terror then. What do you have assigned to that stat? Two. 2d6? Five. All right, on a five, good work. You did the thing. So you are just angling your watch in the sunlight and it is bouncing in people's faces and they cannot see where it's coming from because they're looking around kind of at level and they keep thinking like, is a car driving by? Is there something in like, somebody has a mirror like in a window or something? Because you're not staying in one place. You're moving around and people are not having a good time. Uh, And you see that they... Eventually, you can just hear him go, like, where's the mayor? Who's in charge here? What is this? This is not This is not fun. And you just hear it going through the crowd, and you see a small gathering of people grouping around uh, a woman standing by, standing by the entrance, kind of by a kiosk that has been greeting people as they come in. I'm going to fly right over in front of her face. 
Great. What's your omen of bad fortune? I'm going to Mooner. <laughs> <laughs> a little purple moth butt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really brave because I'm right in swatting range. But <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how big did you determine you were? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, size, what size of a moth is this? That's <laughs> Is this a crime? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just picture what you're going to picture. Yep. Okay, great. You deliver this bad omen. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm big enough to wear a classy wristwatch, but small enough <laughs> that people couldn't spot me as I was blinding them. So yeah. somewhere in the middle, maybe like the size of a baseball glove. <laughs> Americans will use anything but the metric system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you go over and you see her talking to people and they're complaining and they're like covering their eyes and they're just like, something keeps shining in our faces. We don't know what it is. And she's looking back and forth. I'm so sorry. I'll figure it out. I'll get somebody on it right away. And then she turns your direction thinking that she's going to have to like calm somebody else down. And it's just moth butt (laughs) right in her face. And she's just like... And she's just like, oh, no, (laughs) and covers her own eyes. And now nobody can see anything. (laughs) And I go, and I fly back up into the sky. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Pepper Silk Dust, you have been tasked with finding the school teacher. What is your approach? I'm flying around and looking for the greatest concentration of children because I assume that the school teacher is going to be minding them like it's a field trip. Okay. So is this think as well you think i think so yeah all right uh what is your stat for think two all right two d6 five all right good work you did the thing yeah you're flying around and you do see a bunch of kids uh all gathered together and they're like there's like a big like kitty pool set up that has blueberries in it and they're just like playing in the blueberries they're just like jumping around and um, making making blueberry juice essentially not for consuming but just to have fun and they're like painting with the blueberries on this like this big piece of white paper that's laid out on the ground um and there is a woman who is kind of like keeping them together and kind of directing the uh the artistic nature of what they're trying to figure out uh what is the bad omen that you give her i'm gonna fly over and then i'm gonna use my immense strength to pick up the kiddie pool full of blueberries, shake the children out of it, tip it over, and then eat all the blueberries and then fly away. (laughs) How big are you? (laughs) Doesn't matter. Immense strength. (laughs) How big are you that you could eat all of the blueberries? Don't worry about it. I love it. A stomach at least the size of a kiddie pool. (laughs) (laughs) A Titanic moth. The dessert stomach doesn't doesn't end. <laughs> I'm hungry for victory. I will do anything. <laughs> I guess you could you could just be you know pooping the blueberries right back out the other end. Just a nonstop <laughs> conveyor belt of blueberries in one uh. side and out the other. <laughs> oh, okay, excellent. <laughs> end of round one. Everybody has <laughs> successfully <laughs> delivered their bad omens. Okay, so. On to round two, we find the three of you on your own stage, uh, similar to the the pie-eating competition, uh, but you each have like a big barrel in front of you with a lid on it. All right, so round two, your next task is going to be dispose of the contents of this barrel in whatever way you see fit. 
as long as it is all gone. And each of you open up your barrels and inside is just a big pile of sweaters and scarves <laughs> and mittens and coats. Uh, l- during during the last round, Purple and Pepper both did equally well. So I would like each of you to roll me a d6 to see who goes first in this round. Okay. Okay. I got a one. Oh. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> roll again. <laughs> Five. Two. All right. Purple, how are you getting through this? I'm going to fly it up and throw it into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This sounds like it's going to be tough. Yeah. No, it sounds like it's going to be tough to pull off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Both two things can be true. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what is your stat for tough? It's three. All right. Roll me 3d6. A five. Good work. You did the thing. Tell me what this looks like. As soon as we open the barrel and I see what's in there, I grab the barrel and I start flying just as fast as I can right up towards the sun. And then once I get into a lower gravity atmosphere, <laughs> I, I, I flip upside down so that my wings are facing the, like I'm buffeting and I flap as hard as I can and I rocket the barrel out into space and right into the sun. Which also pushes me back down towards the ground very fast, but I'm so brave, so it's fine. I'm not scared at all. I'll do a Red Bull stunt, and I'll land right back on the stage. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you do the thing. (laughs) I love these games where I can just say anything, (laughs) as long as I roll it, it happens. (laughs) Okay, Pepper, you're up next. So all we have to do is just get rid of the stuff inside of this barrel? It needs to be completely disposed of. Fantastic. I'm going to pick up the barrel with my strength, fly to the nearest Goodwill, and just dump it there. <laughs> the Goodwill's like, we just sold this stuff <laughs> to you. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Is this tough because you're using your strength or is this think because you're like, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. It doesn't exist if I can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you'll let me roll tough to justify chucking a barrel from the sky into the Goodwill Donation Center, I'm here for it. Sure. What's your what's your tough stat? Three. Okay, roll me three D six. Five. Okay, yeah, you're like, okay, it's completely disposed of. If I'm not in charge of it, it's disposed of. And you fly to Goodwill and put it in the bin. Like an hour later, yeah. somebody shows up at the festival wearing one of the sweaters and the hats <laughs> and the scarf. You guys aren't going to believe what I found at the Goodwill today. Play smarter, not harder. <laughs> I can't hear you from the sun. <laughs> All right, Patrick Powderwing, you're up. How are you disposing of this barrel? I wait for cloud cover. (laughs) I sit on the edge of my barrel. I stare into the crowd as they walk past. I flick my cool rock up into the air and catch it. I'm as cool as I am dangerous as I stare the people down. As they see me, a chill washes over them and they have no choice but to take a scarf or sweater to keep themselves safe and warm in this dangerous time. Roll roll terror. What's your terror stat? Three. <laughs> Roll me three, Jesus. Six. Oh, shit. 
you're super cool and everything went perfectly. <laughs> you you just stare people down and they look at you. It's it's like middle of like spring, summer. You don't need any any of this for the weather, but they look at you and suddenly they are terrified to think about what might happen if they don't. I know. <laughs> I get the impression that maybe Tass had an encounter with a moth at some point <laughs> in his youth. <laughs> He's got a very visceral understanding of how a human would react to these things. <laughs> All right. Excellent job on round two, everyone. I got to say, I am incredibly surprised none of you try to eat them. But... <laughs> I thought about it, but I already eaten all those blueberries. You, you, you blew your eating the <laughs> eating the trouble wad in the first round. Yeah. yeah. All right. Final round. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna find out who is going to be the new Mothman at the very end. All that's left is to reach the lamp, the great lamp of Point Pleasant. The first to touch it gets this incredible title. Patrick Powderwing, you're gonna be first. All that's left here is to make it to the top of this bridge where the lamp sits. You're going to get the first go, but we'll see how close you get. All right. I'm very, very small, and I'm very sad about that right now, and that makes me very mad. I don't like being sad, so I get angry. (laughs) So I'm going to do my best to adjust to all of the wind flow so that my tiny, tiny little wings are buffeted by the appropriate updrafts to get me there as fast as possible. That sounds like a very smart strategy. Thank you. What's your think? Two. All right, roll me 2d6. Okay. Four. All right, purple and pepper, will you roll me a d6 each? Yes. Sure. I got a one again. Two. Dang it. All right, pepper, what is your strategy? So this thing is just across the bridge? It's at the top of the bridge. Sorry. I'm 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 from a I'm from a land with very little bridges. What is this like a covered bridge? <laughs> Sorry, I should have described this better. It's kind of like a a suspension suspended, bridge. Yes, yeah, suspension bridge. So like the Golden Gate Bridge, but smaller. Yeah, gotcha. So there's gotcha. there's tall points above the bridge as it has to hold the support of all of the bridge. Cool. Well, I think the key thing is to get onto the bridge as quickly as possible. So I'm going to skitch on the back of a speeding car to get right to the bridge and then hope I can sort of springboard (laughs) off the top to then fly to the top of the bridge. Smart, 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 smart. All right. What stat is this? I think this is tough trying to hang on to the back of a car. I like that. What's your stat for that? Three. Okay. Roll me 3d6. Five again. All right, Purple. You're up next. As my opponents are racing towards the top of the bridge. I draw upon the inspiration of the original Mothman, and I use my tremendous strength to collapse the bridge, bringing the lamp to me. (laughs) So strength. Yeah. You're going with tough. I'm doing it tough. (laughs) All right, roll me 3d6. I got two sixes and a five. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to see if any of you tied, I was going to have you interfere with each other. But there's no, <laughs> there is no need. What does this look like as you set this up and bring this lamp to you? <laughs> I land up under the bridge and I hold on and I flap my wings real hard. So I pull it down and it starts to collapse. And as the debris falls around me, I do like a Spider-Man where he's like jumping from piece of fallen thing <laughs> to piece of fallen thing. And then the, the lamp comes right down to me and I catch it in my wristwatched hands. 
Yep, you're super cool and everything went perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it, folks. This year's competition is over. (laughs) Bringing the great lamp of Point Pleasant to him. That is a new strategy we have not seen before on our show here. Congratulations, Purple, on becoming the Mothman for the next year. What do you have to say to the people? I'm fucking coming for all of you, and I'm coming for blood. <laughs> Join us next year on So You Wanna Be a Mothman! Great job, everyone. <laughs> this was So You Want to Be a Mothman, a one page written by Leaf Rock. Uh, you can find this game at leafrock.itch.io. Uh, I found it as I was looking for something to run for, you know, this break between seasons and I love, love me some Mothman. Uh, so I pulled it up and I was surprised to find that it wasn't actually like game show themed, even it's called So You Want to Be a Mothman. The idea is that you are Mothmans who are trying to get the Great Lamp of Point Pleasant. Uh, yeah, so I decided to make it a <laughs> a game show. Amazing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I really like the other options for um, looks. I was hoping somebody would, would roll this one, but for looks, there's unusually small, purple, oddly sticky, extra wings, secretly a raccoon in a fancy cape, <laughs> and wears glasses, doesn't need them. That would have been a great one for somebody to roll and you just have to text them <laughs> like nobody else gets to know and they just have to play as if they are a raccoon parading as a moth <laughs> one day <laughs> amazing thank you so much megan that was wonderful yeah thanks for playing everyone yeah so again you can find this at leafrock.itch.io if you're interested uh thanks for hanging out this week and join us next week for our next one page rpg The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Sold! By Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221 B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224bbaker or on our website, 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.